Welcome to CooperCast, episode 82. This is your host, Al's Termite, John Sachs. This is the second of a series called Black and White and Rock and Roll. Here we jump into the Elvis thing with a terrific story about young Al and a mythic quest for an Elvis album. But so the whole thing about Elvis, there's this apocryphal story, maybe it's not, maybe it's true, that his manager, Colonel Parker, said it. If I could find a white guy who sings like a black guy, I could make a million dollars. I never really felt that Elvis sang like a black guy, did you? Well, he didn't sing like a white guy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, did you see him on the Ed Sullivan show? Of course. And they say that they only videoed him from the waist up because he was moving his pelvis. I really wasn't concerned with this. Well, there's a story that they, they wouldn't... And I was, I was frankly, at that point, I was more interested in Scotty Moore. His guitar player? Yes. Right. Okay. I wonder what year Elvis was on Ed Sullivan. 55, probably. It's a very big deal. Until the Beatles, it was probably the biggest musical event on Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Well, it was probably the biggest thing till the Beatles. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh his manager, who had a lot to do with making the Elvis legend, apparently he's, he's supposed to have said, if I could find a white guy, sings like a black guy. But Elvis, I think, was equally out of the country realm. In fact, him... No, and, no, definitely. He was rockabilly. Half country... There was no rockabilly. Right. There was no rockabilly. He invented it. Right. But... In the but early there was a days, lot of, there was, they were country guys who started playing rhythm and blues songs. Like Johnny Cash was another early. No, but you don't. Nah. See, I, I've seen early on there were rock concerts, rock and roll concerts, where you had Johnny Cash and Elvis on the same bill. Johnny Cash, his career moved into pure country, and Elvis went to pure rock and pop. But they started out on the same stages as Rockabilly, I guess. Yeah, but Johnny Cash uh, sold a lot of uh, uh, white records. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But it, but, but primarily in a country vein. No, no, no. I would say he was. Uh, uh, he wasn't interested in uh, competing with Elvis Presley. Right. Because he wasn't interested in doing ballads like Elvis would do. Oh, right, 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 right. He just had his groove right. and and his records were great. They were really good. Those Sun Records, those yeah. early Sun Records. But Elvis um a lot of people still revere Elvis. They still call him the king, the greatest rock and roller of all time. On my 12th birthday I had saved up money to buy uh, an Elvis album an album okay yeah I had saved up money because I think the singles were about 69 cents yeah originally <laughs> and the Elvis was uh, like I'm guessing 250 for the album yeah so I saved up the money, and I got on my bike early in the morning, even though the record store wasn't open. Yeah. To go 
there and wait for the record store to open. Wow. So that's how bad I wanted it. Right. And crossing the um, the highway, I got hit by a car. Oh my God! And I went up in the air on my bike, and then came down, sort of head first, still on the bike. I stayed on the bike, which saved my life, I think. And then cops came, and I waved off an ambulance. And I was only half a block from my house. Right. Said I was okay to everybody. And I took the mangled bike and and walked, uh, I don't know, 25 steps to my house. And I rang the doorbell, and it was still early in the morning. Yeah. And I woke my mother up. Yeah. And she was very angry. She came to the door, and then she saw, you know, my face all bloody. Right. And she said, what are you doing? I, what happened to you? <laughs> like that. Very memorable to me. Sure. My father came home from work. Oh, really? Yeah. And you know what? Huh. He brought the Elvis album with him. Oh, really? Your, yeah. Your mother called and told him that Al... Almost got killed trying to buy an Elvis record. He brought the Elvis record home with him. Oh, God. I, I forgot this. This is such a beautiful story. <laughs> did you? I don't suppose. Did you ever meet Elvis? I'm trying to think. If you met Elvis, you could have told him that, that you, you almost gave your life to buy his. I think it's that I saw him. I saw him perform probably in Vegas. Yeah. But I don't think I met him. So, so you dug Elvis. Oh, yeah. So he, let me put this in the context that we're talking about. Black. Hound Dog. Yeah. And uh, even D Don't Be Cruel and Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah. Those were great records. Yeah. I mean, without seeing anybody. Right. First, it was amazing that he was white. Yeah. And then he was so handsome. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that he continued... To make great records, even the the um, even the ballads were good. Right. Treat me like a fool. Love me tender. Well, I didn't like that too much. Yeah. Okay. So you were really carried away by Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. But not Pat Boone. Yeah. Tell me about the difference there. <laughs> well, there was a difference. One was annoyingly white. Right. And one was uh, whitingly black. <laughs> I loved Hound Dog, but you're right, he didn't write any of them. Well, that's another interesting thing, uh, because you compare him to... Uh, but neither did Pat Boone. You're right. But Pat Boone, he was almost like a one-man boy band. I always sort of felt like he was the product of a management company that said, we're going to manufacture a nice talented yeah nice singer yeah he was nice uh elvis wasn't so nice yeah El well that was the thing he had a very threatening quality about him well yeah and and the uh uh the uh his moves were you know sex, right. sex oriented in 56 he just puts out like single after single jailhouse rock oh now i'm at 57 okay yeah but now these are movies yes and now he goes into the movies right? yeah elvis but in bigger context here of we 
the whole theme of this... The movies were terrible. I know. Apparently, I think one of them was good. Maybe the boxing but the, but they were But they were vehicles for, for right. Elvis. Our context for this discussion, which we don't have to stick with, but it was about whiteness and blackness in music. Now, Elvis kind of eclipsed everybody else, really all the early black acts. He was way bigger than Chuck Berry. Matter of fact, Chuck Berry only ever had one top number one single, which was My Ding-A-Ling. But all those classic Chuck Berry songs that he wrote, he played the guitar, he was a monster. They never made it much past number five. And Elvis hit number one time after time after time. I read somewhere that a lot of people actually, when Chuck Berry first showed up, they didn't actually know on the radio that he was black. I can't imagine. His presentation, his vocal presentation was... Oh, it was black. It certainly wasn't white because uh, he was covered by white people, and that's the difference. Right, right. He was most assuredly black. Right. And Pat Boone wasn't. Right. Pat Boone wasn't, and Johnny Rivers wasn't. and uh, Pat Boone didn't want to be black. Johnny Rivers, right. m- maybe not so. Right, right. This has been CobraCast, episode 82, brought to you by Lucky Accidents. Remember, you can submit questions for Al at alcooper.com on the CobraCast page.